Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Prescribed is not the goal. Mm-hmm. Your goal is not, and this is the goal of all affiliates and all coaches, your goal is not to be able to get your members to do the workouts prescribed. That's so. That's this is the whole reason Strength Bias Program became about. Mm. Jeff Martin from Brand yeah. X CrossFit created Strength Bias Program because his his take was our members aren't strong enough to do the workouts prescribed. So what we need to do is get our members to be able to do the workout stronger so that they can do the workouts as they're written. That's not the goal. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. As always, I'm here with Ben. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Patrick. Today, we're going to talk about something that uh, has certainly been around CrossFit, the, the CrossFit community since the inception, um, and something that seems like perhaps part of a conversation that people are having now. And that's that's RX. That's RXing workouts, uh, creating workouts with an RX weight. So mm-hmm. we had a few folks reach out um, to me to ask you kind of what your take on RX is in general. So I think we want I want to start there, which is one maybe just give us a quick overview of the history of RX like what is it mm-hmm. for for folks who might not know or might not understand. What is it and um what is the value in it or or maybe the better question is why is it why does it exist in the first place before we get into is it right is it wrong why do you do it this way why do other people do yeah. it another way. So RX is a uh, shorthand like the the pharmaceutical world for pre- prescribed. So it's a um in the CrossFit world and the cross in our in part of the industry, what we do is we set up certain workouts to have certain stimuluses with certain weights and certain rep schemes. It's another way to specify what the workout is. So when they do a when a workout is written, it tells you um, what the movements are, how many reps to do, and what the loading, if it's a weighted movement, what the loading is for those movements. It also may dictate um, the time domain of that workout. So it's either for time or for reps. All of those things together dictate the prescription of the workout. So that's mm-hmm. what RX means, is this workout is prescribed in this certain form or fashion. Um, so the, the, the first obvious question is, couldn't we do it without those without an, uh, an RX weight? Couldn't we do it in a, couldn't it be done in such a way that, that said, okay, Ben, here's the workout, pick the right weight for yourself, and I do the same. Why isn't that? Why isn't that the case? Yeah. So, um, the the to answer your question, could it be done that way? Yes, mm-hmm. it could be done a lot of different ways. Um, it could be done where there's no prescription for reps or time either, and then we're essentially in a boot camp class, right? right? Where okay, everybody grab some dumbbells and press them over your head. 
cool, okay, and now let's put them down and let's do some step up in the box. And mm-hmm. that's where we're, that's boot camp. That's mm-hmm. like where that is. The further you prescribe, the more specificity you give to the workout, the more dialed in the specific stimulus and response you'll get from that workout. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to say we're going to do um, 21-15-9 of clean and jerks and bar facing burpees, and I don't specify a weight, it's really leaving you up to guess as to what the stimulus of that workout is. If I was to say, and when you hear that workout, maybe something jumps out at you, right? If I say that workout's gonna be done with 135.95, that's gonna be that kind of like middle of the road. It's gonna be kind of grindy, probably done in singles, and we're gonna be moving through this at a really high heart rate. That's gonna be a very tough workout. Mm -hmm. But if I say it's gonna be done in 95.65, the guys versus girl weights, it goes guys versus girl weights, 95 pounds or 65 pounds, you know that that's going to be kind of a sprint, everything you got, balls to the walls, um, light your hair on fire, hold on, let's see what you got. Yep. If I say it's going to be at 225 right. and 155, okay, very, very different. different. This is going to yeah. be a super grind, super slow. So what we're doing is just another shorthand for saying all of that stuff of like, it's going to be a grind, it's going to be a sprint, just by putting out the weights. Mm-hmm. That skips over so many different steps. Now the confusion in the in the the community has been, well, if you prescribe it at 135 and my max clean and jerk is 155, I can do it at 135. Yep. So I'm gonna do it at 135. That's not that's misconstruing what the intention of the prescribed workouts are. Prescribed doesn't mean if you can, you should. Mm. What it means is it's eliciting this, we're intending this for a certain stimulus. Now, everybody in every affiliate probably does this a little bit differently. The way we do this here at CrossFit New England is we program for our fifth best athlete. It again, when we're writing workouts, gives us a level of specificity. So we're not programming for the masses. We're not programming for the invisible man. We're programming for somebody that we can actually say, if Dave Hamill was to do this workout, how would he approach it? Yep. And we want to elicit a certain stimulus. And from there, we're going to prescribe the certain weights to get that. So if we want this to be a light your hair on fire, we're going to prescribe 95, 65 pounds, knowing that Dave is going to be able to hold on to that bar for almost the whole thing, probably take one or two breaks in the whole workout, yep. still move the burpees pretty good. That all of a sudden, then from there, we educate our members that this is the prescribed workout. 95.65 for light weights means, sorry, 95.65 for clean and jerks means light. So what we're actually doing is for each of the kind of classic CrossFit movements, you have clean, jerk, snatch, thruster, deadlift, squat, essentially. Mm -hmm. For each of those movements, there are classified representative weights that go with this thing that right when you see them you go that's light that's medium that's heavy and right when you say that it's anybody that's been in the sport long enough kind of or in the in the gpp side of it in crossfit enough knows what those certain things mean right so if you hear 60 75 pound power snatch you know that that is randy Randy, and it's light. light, light and it's just going to be yeah. light and fast, yep. and that's the stimulus. Yep. Now, if you can do your max snatch is only 95 or 105, you're probably not going to do Randy prescribed because it's not the stimulus we're looking for. Yep. That would essentially be, if you were to do that, the same as most people are getting out of Isabel, right. which is the moderate weight. Yeah. Now, the other argument comes like, okay, then why don't you just prescribe by weight? I mean, by percentages. Yeah. That creates a bigger hangup than prescribed weights do. It's easier to go, listen, 
This is a 75 pound power snatch. That's light. Let's do something that's light for you. That's easier than saying this is at 65% of your one rep max Mm -hmm. because then you have 45% of your membership base, which has not done a one rep max and does not know what the one rep max is. Mm -hmm. And even from there, the the 45% of the one rep max is going to be such a different stimulus for different athletes. If you take the weightlifter... They're going to get smashed by 75 clean and jerks, regardless of the percentage. If you take someone like Katrin and have her do something different, she can go forever at 80% of her one rep max. So the percentages don't solve the problems the way that people do. First, people don't know what the one rep max is. And even then, when you pull it down and you go 65%, 65% is so different for different athletes, you're not solving the problem. The better thing to go is, this is light. What we mean by light is you're probably, it's a weight. Let's say we're talking about Randy. The way we would brief Randy is, guys, this is 75 pounds for guys, 55 pounds for the ladies as prescribed. Don't really worry about that prescribed. What we mean by that is we want you to pick a weight that's fairly light. Something that we feel like if you had to, if you absolutely had to, you could probably get 20 to 30 of these reps unbroken. Now, from there, in the workout, we're probably looking to do this in sets of somewhere around 10, 15, somewhere in there. And right away from there, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to break this thing up every 10 or 15, but if I had to, I'd get 25 or 30 of these things. Now we're understanding this thing. But if you don't give a weight at all, we're used to say we're going to do 75 snatches, that leaves me with a whole bunch of guesses left. Right. And as a coach, that leaves you with 20 minutes of conversations yes in a 60 minute class of so just i don't know my snatch exactly you have a calculator <laughs> like okay right. but like i did isabel last week at this yeah. does that mean i should do it as this it's it's so much easier just to educate people a little bit at the front end that this means now you maybe you could say light medium or heavy maybe you could do that that might solve things but yep. the other thing it doesn't do is it, it that eliminates this thing that got people so excited about crossfit which was a benchmark, which is this is something that I can measure myself against next time, which if I know that I'm doing Randy at 75 pounds, I'm going to do it again at 75 pounds, that's measurable. If it's at 75 pounds, instead of 75 pounds, you get 60% of your water max, and my water max goes up, now it's not a benchmark anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. doing a different weight. Interesting, yeah. And there's no longer comparable across measurable, observable, repeatable data. That's what science is. That is what we're doing when we do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. What is, out of curiosity, what is the argument that somebody would make um, f- against RX? In other words, everything yeah, you just sure. said, yep. and maybe it's embedded in those answers, but what would be, um, you know, what would be a smart person's answer to, no, this is actually why we don't do RX? <laughs> For that, I'd have to ask a smart person. I'll give you my take. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the take is that people become a slave and RX becomes the goal. And if I can do it, mm. I will do it. It's kind of what Got I it. mentioned a little bit. Yep. It's I can do the 75 power snatch. So I'm going to do this prescribed. And then they're down to singles after the first four and they're not getting the intended stimulus that they want. We, we have to educate our people is that it's about the RX weight along with the reps and or the time domain, dictate the stimulus. Mm-hmm. And the stimulus is what we're chasing. What I mean by stimulus is, is this sprint? Is this kind of that suck fest? Or is this a grind? So if we're going to take that first workout set of like clean and jerks, you have it. Like if it's going to be 95 pound clean and jerks, it's a sprint. Yep. 135, it's that suck fest. 225, it's a grind. Yep. And now we just know all of this. But what the problem is, is that you get people 
that have 155 pound max clean and jerk doing grace prescribed because they can, but it takes them 14 minutes to do grace. That's not the intended stimulus. The intended stimulus of grace is somewhere in that two to five minute window where you're probably opening up with a set of five, six, or seven, maybe if you're a beast, you're doing 10 or 11, and then from there, you're doing singles. Mm-hmm. Now, people might people might be like, well, no, 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 Ben, you're wrong. Like the top athletes, they're doing grace unbroken now. Yes, that's no longer the intended stimulus of grace, which is why we have competitors programming, right. which is why those guys do, quote unquote, grace with 185. Yep. And now we're back to the intended stimulus. Right. Similar with Fran. Fran is a 95 or 65 pound thruster coupled with um, chest bar pull-ups. The rep scheme is 21, 15, 9. Our elite athletes are now, all of them are below 220. You know, some people are close to that two minute mark. That's not the intended stimulus of Fran. The intended stimulus of Fran, this way we talk to our class, is the first round you should get unbroken, both on the pull-ups and on the chest, on, on the thrusters. The middle round of 15 is the workout. That's where it happens. You're supposed to take one break on the thrusters. The pull-ups probably may be taking two breaks. If you're a little ninja, I get it, you might get those unbroken. On the nines, we're going to gut through those things. If you have to take one break, okay, I get it. And the same thing on the pull-ups. You maybe take one break. Maybe at that point, we're, we spent it all and we're down to three, three, three. Yep. That's the intended stimulus. That gets you somewhere around that 330 mark. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for with Fran. That was supposed to be. I get it that some people can do Fran at that weight, but it takes them 13 minutes. Yep. They're misappropriating the way Fran is supposed to be done. There is workouts that have pull-ups and thrusters in them, but it's those are the grinds and those are heavier. If you always kind of do just what you can, you're going to be constantly working at this grindiest type thing and never getting the sprint things that you yeah. should be getting. You are missing a piece of the fitness puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it seems to me that what a lot of people do in that in that domain of uh, I can do one fifty five is my my max, yep. so I'm going to is they're kind of reverse engineering their workout based on the weight on the barbell or what they're supposed to do instead of what you're saying, which is reverse engineer it based on the stimulus. Yes. And then go work backwards from there to figure out what the what the right way is. The way I is. like to say this is prescribed is not the goal. Mm-hmm. Your goal is not, and this is the goal of all affiliates and all coaches, your goal is not to be able to get your members to do the workouts prescribed. That's so that's this is the whole reason strength bias programming came about. Mm. Jeff Martin from Brand yeah. X CrossFit created strength bias program because his his take was our members aren't strong enough to do the workouts prescribed. So what we need to do is get our members to be able to do the workout stronger so that they can do the workouts as they're written. That's not the goal. Prescribed should be recommended for this type of athlete. What we want to do instead is the goal is to get your athletes to work at a desired stimulus, rinse, wash, repeat, day after day after day after day, and that's what gets them super fit. If the goal is just to get them to be able to do the workouts prescribed, well, once you can do a 225 uh, deadlift and once you can do a 135 snatch, right. once you can do a 95 on thruster, you can basically do all the workouts, all the girl workouts. Yep. Do you stop getting stronger? Because mm-hmm. I can do those, but they take me a half hour. Mm-hmm. That's not what it's about. These They're not intended to get you stronger. What we want to do is make sure we're hitting the right stimulus for each workout. So uh, if we make the assumption that's, that a number of people, a lot of people, not a lot of people are misunderstanding the 
point of Rx, mm-hmm. if we assume that to be the case, and I, and I think to some degree it is, would you say that the reason that that's happening is because of the individual egos of athletes who refuse to accept that that just because they can do something means they should? Or is it uh, because coaches and affiliates are not doing that work on the front end to un- to educate their athletes on that it's stimulus first and then we work we work backwards from there or is it both maybe it's maybe it's one of your favorite a- answers which is yes <laughs> yes it is I, I definitely think it's both yeah uh, I don't think it's the the coaches or the individual athletes are to blame for this yeah I think both could take greater responsibility check your ego at the door it's not about I mean I think that once you like turn 40 years old like you you kind of figure this out. Mm. I've, I've talked to so many people that have kind of turned 40 and everyone's kind of like, yeah, it's not about, it's like, I just want to get a good workout. That's yeah. what everyone, that's like the, I just want to get a really good workout. And when you say that, what you end up doing is you get the right, the stimulus right. Mm-hmm. You don't try to do things that you're not supposed to do. And you nail what the stimulus is supposed to be. The second side of that, or the flip side of that, is that the coaches need to take greater responsibility in explaining this to their members. They should not go, okay, we're doing um, Grace. It's 135-pound clean and jerks. Ready? Mm-hmm. Like, load up your barbells. Mm-hmm. It's what we should be saying is we're doing Grace, 135-pound clean and jerks. What we're looking for here is for you to be able to get the first five touch and go. From there, it's going to be singles, but we should not be looking for you to take bigger than a four or five second break between any of these reps. This is not a grindy workout. We want you to be moving consistently all the way through this thing, ending up somewhere around that three and a half minute mark. If you feel like you are catching with your feet splitting out too wide, the barbell low on your chest, or having trouble locking out that jerk, the weight is too heavy. Mm. This is not supposed to be heavy. So if you're debating between two, with two weights, go with the lighter one today. Now they know the stimulus. Yeah. And it's interesting because doing that, I would imagine for those folks who are struggling with uh, you know, battling their ego, what you've just done is you've given me permission to take some weight off the bar, right? You've you've said it's okay. It's not not only okay, but the point of it is this is the point of right. the workout. And so it's okay. I don't have to. I don't have to struggle with 135 because everybody who puts 135 pounds on, knowing that their their max is 155, is going into that thinking it's going to get bad and yes. ugly fast. So like what you've done is you've kind of taken a you know you've kind of popped the balloon of ego and let them say okay I'm going to be I'm going to be smart here because you know Ben just gave me gave me permission to. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about in this in this conversation is over at CFNA you've got three different programming tracks mm-hmm. um, and I'll let you uh, explain what they are because I'm not sure I, I would get it right but. Is, is that an effort on your part, on your coach's part, to allow people to walk in the door with an understanding of where they're going to start this conversation of RX versus scale or modify? What do you guys call it now? Um, uh, do you, do you, I, know, I know there's a point where you stop calling it scale. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Which is another conversation, which is another element. Uh, that's, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you yeah. bring that back to life because I actually forgotten that I, the scaled. It, when you say scaled, it, it, it implies like a negative, yeah. right? Like um, you're not good you're enough. Lesser than. So I I like um, I, the word I like the best is is tailored. tailored. Like we're gonna Love make that. this for you. Got it. This is a tailored workout for mm-hmm. you. So um, this is the you know the the workout is 135 pound clean jerk, but we're gonna tailor this to 115 for you. Yep. It's like it just implies something a little yep. bit more refined. Words matter. Yes. Yeah. So um, the the question about the different programming tracks yep. and and your 
and the intent behind those. Yeah. Is that is that an intent to tackle some of this conversation about RX or is there another goal of those tracks? Um, there actually is another goal. Hmm. So each of those tracks are based off of athletes' goals, not abilities. So you tailor or scale yep. Yep. based off of abilities. But the programming track is set up of people's objectives and goals. So somebody might be really interested in tr- training and ready for the open. Now, that doesn't mean that that athlete has muscle-ups, that they can um, do chest bar pull-ups, that they can clean and jerk 225 pounds. What that means is they care about the open. And we have people that train for the open year-round that are still trying to get their first pull-up. But that's their goal. What sets them on fire? They get excited about it. They want to like better themselves from last year and they want to be the um, better than their buddies down the street and all that. That's awesome. Like that motivates you, inspires you, it gets you fired up, it gets you in the gym. It's going to make you a better human being. I want you to pursue that. I also want to be able to support you in that journey. So we have a program called The Open Track. Mm, very creative. And yes, it has nothing to do with your abilities. So inside the open track, there's RX, but we can tailor those workouts specific for you. We have another track kind of on the flip side of that, which is some people are coming in here because they want to lose 100 pounds, because they want to get off diabetes medication, because they just want a kick-ass workout, because they want to look better on the beach, whatever it is. We call that a fitness track. Mm -hmm. Now, again, that has nothing to do with abilities. It's about kind of the pursuit that they're after. And the reason that we have that is because certain days there's workouts and we might program Amanda for the open. And Amanda, anyone that's not good at those movements knows it's just gonna be kind of like you're sitting there staring at the rings, you're sitting there staring at a barbell. It's not much of a workout. If you have people that are here to try and like get off diabetes medication or look better naked, that's not a great workout for them that day. So what we might do instead is have those people do Power snatches will double the reps. They do power snatches and bar-facing burpees mm-hmm. instead of squat snatches and muscle-ups. All of a sudden, that's a smoke show. Yep. They're getting smashed. Or yep. we might do it like figure out the, the average time. We might do it like an AMRAP 8 or we, to keep them all fit, finishing mm-hmm. together. But inside of that track, we could also scale, tailor, and modify workouts. Yep. We have a middle track, which we call performance. And that's for people that are interested in the performance or sport aspect of training, but they're not trying to get better at the gym. So mm-hmm. They're not trying to get better at thrusters. They're not trying to get better at muscle-ups. They're trying, to use the, yes, yeah. they're trying to use the gym to get better at something outside the gym in an athletic pursuit. Mm-hmm. Not lower their triglycerides. They're trying to become a better skier and not get winded hiking up this off-piece thing that they're doing this spring with their buddies. So we call that a performance track. And in there, what we're trying to do is make sure we kind of target the intended stimulus for them. If I had a a professional NFL football player coming in, they would not do the open track. Because they they probably don't need muscle-ups. They they don't need to get better at the gym. What we're looking for is the gym is third-wave adaptations. What that is is really specific stuff to get you better at specific stuff. Right. Right. It's about like rowers geek out about like whether their hands are, you know, four and a half inches apart or six and a half inches apart. Like that matters to them. For an NFL player, that doesn't matter that much. So, we're going to do is we're going to work on so much stuff that just transfers better to outside the gym. Those are second wave adaptations. For the the fitness person, it's about like biomarkers. Mm -hmm. Like 
It's about, you know, this feeling that they have, this excitement they have in the gym. So we have three different tracks for anybody that comes in with any goal. I shouldn't say any goal, but like some big major buckets that cover right. a lot of things. Yep. From there, inside those buckets, we can tailor, just as I said, an open person might not be able to do a pull-up. It doesn't mean you can't train for the open. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. We'll just tailor those workouts for you every single day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, two questions on that. First one, um, maybe a little bit quicker, is because uh, I, I can I can hear people asking, um, see if any has really big classes. How is it possible that you run three different workouts inside of yep. one class? Because because it should be said, each track is there's people doing all three yes. and iterations of all three yes. inside of every single class. So have you found that that's um, a particular complexity okay. that you guys have had to tackle? Um, yes and no. So yeah. I give the example of Amanda. Mm -hmm. That's the most extreme example, okay. <laughs> like right. by far. Okay. Um, so what you're saying is that most of the workouts look a little bit if, closer. To let's say we're doing um, Grace. Yep. Okay. Because we use that example yep. already. Grace for a open athlete would be Grace, mm -hmm. right? Grace for a um, performance athlete would be Grace. Um, for the fitness athlete, it would probably be something more like AMRAP eight mm. clean and jerks at a much lighter weight. I just want you to come in and like get like yeah. work your ass move, off. Move, 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 yeah. move, move, yeah. move, move, move. I want you to move. Now, for that single modality stuff, sometimes with a barbell, that's another kind of like the next level of like extreme example. We might even put in something like burpees or combine it with a bike. Mm -hmm. It might become something like AMRAP eight, five clean and jerks. 10 calorie bike and yep. might do something like that. That's the next kind of like the hardest type to do it. Yep. But let's take something like Fran, right? Fran's a really easy example of that. Fran for our open athletes, it might be Fran. It might be scaled up Fran, mm -hmm. right? We'll see, but maybe with chest of ours, but most likely be Fran. For our performance athletes, it'll probably be Fran again as mm -hmm. well. And for our open athletes there, it might be like an AMRAP 10 of 10 thrusters, 10 pull-ups. Yep. Got it. Okay, so last question. Uh, so much of this conversation, it feels to me, is is one about intention, right? Both um, in, intention and stimulus is maybe the, the the synonym there that we could use. How would you suggest people um, start to recognize, start to think about, start to act um, in accordance with uh, a workout's intention? Like where where does a person begin? Yeah. Uh, you know, let's somebody who hasn't ha heard this before yeah. just thinks that RX is the weight that I'm supposed to do, and yep. if I can't do it, I failed. How do you get them to start? recognizing intention in a workout let me back up to that, the question you just asked sure. because there's i just realized that there's a second component to like um i didn't really answer the question about like it's hard to run these different components mm, inside yeah, a crossfit yeah. class yep. um so what we also do at cfne is we um we create a lot of structure mm -hmm. so the warm-up is very systemized so it's very consistent from day to day which allows people with consistency breeds confidence yep. that's why you want to be consistent if you're a proprietor of a business and it's consistent, you feel like you can go there and you know what will, you'll get of it. We talked about this before. Yeah. It's a reason that kids like to watch the same movie and over again because they feel like they understand it. Yep. They, your members want to understand this. Yep. And we're doing something different every day, which is our, 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 our program, yeah. Constantly Varied Functional Movements Performed at High Intensity. You, you need to create as much structure as you can. So within that structure allows people to have the, um, cause with there, it, because there is so much structure, it's like discipline equals freedom mm -hmm. with all of that, um, 
framework around things, it creates opportunities for autonomy. Mm -hmm. If everything was just kind of like scattered here or there and people are doing stuff over there and we're different warming up today and people don't know what's going on and now you have four people coming up to you asking how to scale this work down this, that would be a total crapshoot. We work really hard to make sure that it is very, there's a lot of discipline brought every single day. It's also one of the reasons that we don't do more than two days a week of strength bias programming. And we always combine the strength bias programming with a shorter workout Mm -hmm. to allow the time to be clear about the intentions of the workout. Mm -hmm. So when we're briefing the workout, we talk about strategy and intended stimulus. And during that intended stimulus, we lay out, we're doing Fran. We want you to, everybody here must, it's the only way you can do this. Everybody here must get the first thrusters unbroken. Everybody has to get the first 21 thrusters unbroken. You guys pick the weight to make that happen, Mm -hmm. but you must get that and no one can go above 95 pounds. From there, the 15s, you're allowed one break and only one break. Okay, now all of a sudden everyone's like, they figure it out. But if you don't put 95 pounds up there at all, well, there goes the benchmarks. Mm -hmm. There goes this, like I can look at it and get it right away. It takes away uh, half the mystery for half the people. Okay, and the second question was like just, about intention. Just, yeah, just about learning to look at workouts uh, oh, yes. through the perspective or through the lens yeah. of what is the intent here? Yeah. And then let me act in accordance to yeah, that. Yeah, great. So um, to, when you're looking at a workout, <laughs> you have to kind of like, who is this workout being programmed for? That's 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 not a small thing. Mm. Like we're programmed for the masses, but this is not saying this is for everybody at all. What it is like... For most people, they program for the best and scale for the rest. Now, we don't do for the best. We do for our fifth best because what we say there is at least, you know, at least 10 people around that person are going to be doing the workout prescribed. Hopefully, it's way more than that. We're actually trying to get somewhere between like 15 and 20% for most of our athletes to get the workout prescribed on the heart. Now, most like today we did running, biking, and toaster bar, like we want like 80% of the class to be doing that prescribed. But if we're doing something with load or higher skill, we want at least like 25 or 35% of the gym, not of a class, like of the gym, getting that workout, be able to do that prescribed. If you only have two people in your gym that can do this workout prescribed, you are missing the, the, you as the gym owner don't understand the abilities of your class and you're not programming for them. Mm -hmm. You're programming for the invisible man Mm -hmm. who's not a member of your gym. Yep. When you're trying to um, look at a workout and determine what how you should approach this, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, who was this program for? So if you're looking at CrossFit.com, now it might be for the 65-year-old on the couch watching that that Square TV. <laughs> you know, yep. Back in the day, it was Forging Elite Fitness, yep. and it was programmed for... You know, Navy SEALs and, you know, law enforcement and professional athletes and MMA fighters and CrossFit Games athletes. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, who is this for? If you're looking at Comtrain, that's who, this is for elite CrossFit Games athletes that are trying to get to essentially, uh, everyone understands it, the regional level, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's kind of for. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking at CrossFit New England programming, that's programmed for essentially the best athlete in each class, yeah. you know, and two or three people around them. Most people are not going to be doing that workout prescribed. And that's mm-hmm. not the intended approach. What we want to do is give people something there, something to shoot for, for sure, but then don't have them do it that day. That's what you want to make sure that they're figuring out what is the intended stimulus for that athlete to do this workout. So if I think about the best athlete in my class, how would they do this workout? How many times would they be breaking up the pull-ups? How fast would they be doing the runs? How fast would they be cycling the barbell? Okay, 
what would what weights would I be using to, to kind of match that? that. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Patrick. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.